Well, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of The Daily. This episode finds you on the 11th of June, Friday. We just received word yesterday of a uh, relaxation of measures. We are entering into phase 3 heightened alert as a nation uh, in a few days. This comes, of course, at the delight of many of you. We're talking about families being reunited, people going out to dine again, things inching towards uh, some kind of normalcy. And so this is cause for rejoicing. And so for all of you itching to be reunited with your parents, your parents' place, go back to gym, or just enjoy a meal at a restaurant, this is a time worth celebrating. And so, yay, looking forward to eating out again. With that being said, let us begin the podcast. I want to share with you this morning a personal story. And this is a story of the first prophetic word that I have ever received. Now, you know me well, I have such a great love for the prophetic, for what it does for people, for how destiny is released, uh, lives are transformed, and people just experience God's love uh, through this beautiful ministry that is the prophetic. I remember growing up in church, uh, hearing about the prophetic uh, really often, but never having experience uh, uh, receiving a prophetic word. You know, I always sit in uh, church and when we had someone who was prophetic uh, up in front calling out people, names or just pointing people out, I would always feel really uh, left out. You know, there are days where I would wear a particularly bright shirt to church if I knew there was going to be a prophet speaking just so I would get his or her attention and I would get caught up. But that never happened. And so I came to a point where, you know, I was so hungry and I so wanted a prophetic word that I chanced upon a website online that uh, basically, you know, the person uh, whose ministry uh, this website was on would give you a prophetic word if you were to send in a donation of US $20. Now, it was about 17 years old at the time. US $20 was a lot of money. I had to borrow my parents' credit card in order to make the payment. But I was like, you know what? Why not pay $20 and get a prophetic word? I so, so wanted one. So I was really excited to receive this word. And so I paid the US $20 for this word. And now I had to fill out a form before uh, I could make the payment. And the form uh, simply requested for my name and email address. And so I filled out the form, sent in the money, and I waited. And literally the next day, I received a word in my email uh, account, in my inbox. And I was so, so excited. I clicked it. And it was this four-minute uh, voice recording. I was so excited to listen to it. And so I read it myself. I sat at my table, prepared my heart to receive this word. And I clicked it open. It was a man's voice. And the first thing he said was this, My dear sister. My dear sister, <laughs> I kid you not, he thought I was a girl. He thought I was a lady. He goes on to give this word. He talks about how you know I'm a virtuous woman. Uh, he sees Proverbs 31 over me. Uh, and uh, he prophesied that I would have a cooking ministry, that I would uh, serve uh, people food, and uh, that I would be a maid servant to my husband. I would serve him really, really well. And the word just goes on and on in a similar kind of trajectory. Now, if you know me, uh, it's been some 14 years since I've received the word. Um, 
don't really see myself as a Proverbs 31 woman or a maidservant to anyone. Uh, and yep, still no cooking ministry. That was the first prophetic word that I've ever received uh, in my life. And thank God I've received uh, so many more from trusted friends and prophets uh, in recent years. Now, all this to say, I remember that time really well. I was so hungry for God, for His Word, for His presence, for His direction and leading in my life that I would quite literally pay the price for it. That $20 seemed like nothing compared to the possibility of receiving a word from God. I've been taken to this idea of hunger, hungering for God in recent days. You know, because we all know that there are two kinds of hunger or two levels of hunger. There's a kind of hunger that, you know, you would be sitting on your couch and you'll be hungry and you'll yell out to your mom your wife or to your husband, hey, can you grab me something from the fridge? You're hungry, but not that hungry to actually get out of your chair to do something. But there's another kind of hunger, a hunger that fills your mind with this one obsession of getting food, of getting drink. It's a kind of hunger that actually compels you to do something about it. And I wonder, you know, considering these two levels of hunger, where we would place our hunger for God in. Which category would you place your hunger for God? A kind of hunger that allows you to remain where you're at. If you get it, we get it. Or a kind of hunger that is insatiable, that is consuming, that you're obsessed about, that forces you, that compels you to actually do something about it to pay the price. The truth for many of us is this, that we don't have a hunger for God because we have not cultivated an appetite for God, for the things of God. If you think about it, you will more often than not hunger for that which you have cultivated an appetite for. And many of us, you know, feast on the table of the world, its endless trivility. We aren't as deep in God's word, in prayer, in the mission of God, and so over time, our loves and longings get formed by that which we habitually feast on. And so if you think Netflix, you think of vices, you think of habits, whether good or bad, that which you give time to, you would naturally crave for. Bill Johnson puts it in this way, in the world, you get hungry by not eating, but in the spiritual, in the kingdom, you get hungry by eating. And so as you devote time to eat, to feast on God's word, to sit in God's presence, to spend time in prayer, you will create and cultivate an appetite, a desire, a longing for God, a kind of hunger that actually compels you to do something. I think of this verse from Psalm 63, and this is a Psalm of David when he was in the desert of Judah. And he uses this image of thirst of longing. He says this, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. He says uh, this in Psalm 143 verse 6, I spread out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. 
think of that image, a land is dried, it's barren, it's cracked, longing for moisture so that life may be, re- be restored. That is the kind of imagery that David gives us of his soul. His soul longs for God, for the water of his presence, his word, his leading, his voice. Can we say the same about ourselves, about the state of our own spiritual life? Do we long for God with such intensity? And maybe you, like me, are honest today to say that, no, we don't long for God with such intensity. God, more often than not, is an afterthought or is something that we give you know, due diligence to. We would spend some time with Him in the morning, some time with Him at night, and for the rest of the day, you know, He isn't really on our mind. We have so much that preoccupies us. And the invitation through Scripture, I believe through the words that we just read, is this, that hunger is something that we can actually cultivate. It doesn't happen to us. It is something that we have to intentionally posture our lives toward and once again coming back to that simple line in the world in the natural we get hungry by not eating but in the spiritual we get hungry by eating by feasting on god's word by putting in practices and habits we then shift our hearts longing and loves from the things from the vain things the trivial things of the world to that which is eternal, to that which truly brings satisfaction, water to our souls. So let's grow in hunger for God. Let's grow to be a people who long for God like a parched land longs for water. That is our heart's desire. So this morning, let's spend some time practicing that muscle. I invite you wherever you're at to just lift your hands before you and picture your own heart, your own body, your own life as that of a parched land, a land that is dry, that is without life, that is cracked. And God's words, God's presence being water, being like water to that land. I invite you right now, just lift your hands and invite God's spirit his presence to descend upon you, to bring water to your soul, water to your heart. So let's sit in this moment and allow for the Spirit to move upon us. The Bible says that our heart and our flesh shall cry out to the living God. As God's Spirit comes upon you, your body responds and cries out to God. It may look like or feel like goosebumps on your hands or heat on your back. Whatever is happening on your body right now, it is God's presence touching you and ministering to you. So let's not rush this moment. Let's spend some time sitting in God's presence, allowing for Him to bring water to our lives and for us to grow in our hunger, for our appetites to be recalibrated long for God and his kingdom. Let's spend a few moments doing so. Beautiful. 
I hope that you were refreshed by that time. I certainly was. Let me pray for you as you go about your day. Jesus, I ask for your spirit that's present even as we wait in this moment to abide with us, your people, as we live through the day. Help us experience you in the day-to-day, in the mundane. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. We'll come back next week with a brand new set of episodes. Thanks for tuning in. Grace and peace. Hey, Pastor Andre here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website www.thecity.sg for more information. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.